0: Welcome to The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships.
1: Well, hello, hello,
0: hello. Hi, probably we're back with The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. And we've got a very special show today. Um, I think one that really is going to be a much needed uh, show, and we have a life coached boot tonight, Poppy. Right?
1: Yes, we do. We have Cat Toller, who is a local talent, and she is a life coach. And one of her expertise uh-huh. is helping people who are trying to move on and kind of, you know, kind of get their life together after something, you know, traumatic like that. Cat, how are you?
2: I'm well, how are you?
1: Good, good. Um, You know, (laughs) we feel like this is a topic that a lot of people can relate to and probably a lot of people, you know, want to hear because I feel like we're all going to go through something similar like this. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and what your expertise and focus is as far as helping people?
0: Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, thank you. Um, it's So, uh, I'm a certified master life coach. I specialize in relationship coaching, uh, but I do a lot more relationship coaching than anything. Uh, my social media presences are all, you know, pretty much geared toward supporting people, uh, not only in relationships, but you know, as the topic for tonight, ending relationships, being able to move on from relationships. Um, but mostly preparing for relationships, and believe it or not, the ending of relationships is often the biggest source of preparation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for That's the great the
0: connection right there. Really, the plug absolutely. Right?
2: Um, that whole process of figuring out yourself, figuring out the role that you played um, in the demise of a relationship, but because because regardless of how many fingers you can point. Um, there's always some accountability that you you really have to find. Um, no matter how terrible of a partner you believe that you had, there was a reason that you were there, and there's a reason that you were in it with them.
1: Wow, that's, a, that's so- a good approach. Uh, I like how you put that, because oftentimes when we go through experiences like that, we kind of tend to point the finger, and right. some of it is justified, but sometimes by doing that, we miss the bigger issue, which is why do I keep making these mistakes or why do I keep bringing these people into my circle, right? Why do I keep
2: attracting the same type of energy, the same type of partner over and over and over again?
1: And that is my thing, right? That is one of my life philosophies. I'm okay with making mistakes. Uh, As far as, as long as they are new mistakes, I can live with that. But the same mistake over and over again, that calls for, examining okay where am I where are my pitfalls where am I you know making these mistakes and how can I break these trends or how can I avoid repeating the same foolery and that to me is something that we have to take to heart right especially especially in the dating uh, aspect of things that we have to realize okay I, I gravitate to these kind of men or women or people And how can I avoid getting this close to these people so that I don't get myself in these predicaments?
0: So, Kat, Let me ask you something. Let me just jump in here. Um, I know I'm, I'm bad for ruminating on what I did, but how often when you're working with your clients, do you sense that, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a mistake. It wasn't necessarily, and, and I've had to bring closure to several relationships, um, in my lifetime, you know, not tons, but a few. And I always used to look at me first, like, you know, what did I do wrong? What did I, you know, why do I keep doing this? But have you found that people can move past that even to like really being objective about both parties? Because sometimes I think we, we look at everything as if something's wrong when people have served a purpose and mm-hmm. now it's time to You've you've moved on, like really. Show name uh, goes. It's not that you were wrong. It's just that the the season has ended. Exactly. So how much of that do you see as as much as you know? People are really living out patterns.
2: A lot. Um, but it, the the thing that I deal with a lot with my clients is actually um, getting them to the point where they understand that. Honestly, it is completely irrelevant, the other person's role in anything, especially Mm -hmm. at the end of a relationship. Um, Focusing on self is the most important thing to do because it is the only thing you have control over. Right. And, you know, you can definitely learn things from the the people that you've connected with and the decisions that you've collectively made, you know, as a unit during that connection. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think that the main thing is really understanding what the purpose was in the experience that you had. You know, every trigger that came up during the course of that connection was to make you aware of something. You know, discomfort is always an alert that should trigger you to discover things about yourself that facilitate growth. Anything that ends, anything that was for a season, the purpose is always growth. The purpose mm-hmm. is always learning. The purpose is always preparing. And I tell my clients all the time, your, each experience is preparation for the next experience. And just because something ended did not mean that it wasn't right for you. You know, we have this idea that if a relationship goes bad, then that person, oh, that that wasn't the right person for me. Well, it was clearly the right person for you for a time. No. And it can still be beautiful just because it ended doesn't make it not beautiful. You know, no. you still had wonderful memories that you can still cherish. That doesn't have to be tarnished, tarnished just because you have ended the relationship. Um, but getting to the point where you understand that, I guess, you know, sitting and, and learning instead of trying to sort of distract yourself from it, a lot of people will hop into another relationship because that's a distraction, you know, it, and it's, it's a void filler. Right. And so my thing is. As much as you want to teach people how to move on from, you know, relationships and heal from relationships and and breakups, you really want to get people to a point where they get themselves in a healthy space before connecting, period.
0: Mm-hmm. They, like they get
2: themselves to a point where when they're going into a relationship, they're not trying to present this idea of the best version of themselves that they can envision because that's not them. Right. You know, we, we sell I mean, each it. other right we sell each other this idea of who we really want to be because it's like this is a new person they don't know me yet so if i can convince them that i'm this person then maybe i can become this person through
1: this relationship and that's not how it works
2: mm, you know So
1: you talk about toxic right
2: <laughs> right what what
1: way? let me ask you something so let's jump right into some uh, practices as far as moving on, right? Because a lot of people, I feel yeah, like dazed and confused when the breakup does happen. Um, so let me ask you, to, when you have a client that comes to you, what are some tactics, what are some real approaches that you like to have people focus on so that they can get on path and on track to moving forward and focusing on a new beginning?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off is prioritizing yourself. You know, um, I think that we've gotten into this, this era where there's so many distractions that we can find to keep us from really having to face ourselves that that's sort of what we tend to do. And so prioritizing yourself and really, sitting and processing the experience of it, being honest about how you feel. Um, I often recommend journaling. Not everybody likes to write, but even simple journaling can get you to a place where you can work through your thoughts and feelings and understand why they're there. Um, Those things reveal areas within you that had voids that that person filled. And recognizing those voids that you allowed that person to come in and fill for you will allow you the opportunity to actually feel those things before you move forward and connect with another person. Because each time you connect with someone that feels a void for you, when that person is no longer in your space, guess what happens? Now you have that void again, right? right. And so going through and figuring out, okay, what is it now that I'm missing without this person? And how can I... Patiently and and gently try to feel those things within myself. Um, Self care is really really important, and I know it's sort of worn out because we say it. You know, we say it all the time, and then everything that you know you hear constantly kind of becomes cliche, and and we don't understand the value and the importance of it. But spending time with yourself, being patient with yourself, learning how to forgive that other person for the things that you believe they were at fault for Um, forgiving yourself for the things that you were, you were at fault for Um, but not beating yourself up at the same time, you know, having that sense of understanding that you are who you are and you're not responsible for others, others choices. Um, You know, the things that other people do are not a reflection of us. And I think that when things end, a lot of times we are beat down and we are hurt even more by the fact that we feel somehow less accepted. We feel somehow less loved. We may feel somehow less lovable. Rejection is hard. Rejection is, is really, really hard. Um, So I think that going through that process of, just really paying attention to the things that brought you into that relationship and the things that led to the demise of it and sitting with those things and healing the things within you that connected you to a seasonal person. You see what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. like I said, every time that you connect with someone um, that ends up being a temporary situation, it's all about the growth. It's all about the learning. It's all about that elevation. Um, Ernest Hemingway has a quote and it's one of my favorite quotes. He says, never write about a place until you're away from it because uh-huh. then you have perspective. And I, I quote that probably at least three or four times a week. It is one of my favorite things to say. And the reason for that is until you're away from something, you can't really be honest about the actual experience of it.
1: Wow. I like that. That's uh, and, that's a hell of a quote.
2: And so that's one of my main things and the, the main processes that I go through with my clients that have gone through a breakup is really having them to sit down and be honest about the experience of it. Because chances are, if it ended, there are a lot of things that you overlooked over the course of the relationship that contributed Mm -hmm. to how long it did last. You know, the longevity was because of you ignoring red flags. It was because of, you know, you sacrificing things that, you know, you tell yourself that every relationship requires compromises. But, you know, compromise is a statement of love equal to the love that you have for yourself. But once you have made a statement of love beyond that, that you have for yourself, that's sacrifice. You're now giving far and above what you actually want to just to facilitate the longevity. Mm -hmm. But longevity isn't the goal. Peace is the goal. Happiness is the goal. Being able to joy is the goal. And so you have to be really, really conscious and careful and cautious when you are Placing more importance on others than you place on yourself. And I think that that's a part of that being honest about the actual experience of what you had with that person, because it makes it a little bit easier to feel the comfort and to really let go when you realize this really wasn't what I wanted in the first Mm -hmm. place.
0: And, you know, sometimes, Kat, too, you talked about people being seasonal. And I've had to really look at and, you know, cross-examine myself. Am I the seasonal person? you know um like you say really getting real with yourself because i think sometimes we we often you know paint ourselves the victim and the other person as the uh, bad guy sometimes in in the first you know early days of the breakup where you know you're feeling raw and just not good about things but you know what have you contributed to the demise of the relationship yourself in terms of again giving yourself away, sacrificing yourself, which leads to resentment and bitterness and passive aggressive type behavior. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that um, I was looking at tonight, um, just, just thinking through like relationships that I had, you know, exited or have, you know, been dumped or whatever. Uh, but mindbodygreen.com um, talks about how the breakup is painful and how long it should take, you know, somebody to get over uh, the person that you're with. Which I, you know, I know that there's no real time on that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is like you only focused on the positive things. You're still talking to the ex. Mm-hmm. Um, if, <laughs> if you don't have kids, do you, you got to cut it? That people, you know, stay friends. You know, people say they want to <laughs> stay friends or mm-hmm. they want to stay in touch with a person that, you know, they ended things you know, everybody had good feelings around the breakup or it was mutual. Uh, but then, you know, a few weeks later, they're moving on and you're kind of still, they stuck. So do you suggest that people stay in contact with their exes?
2: It really depends. Um, it depends on, and honestly, if I had to, to make, uh, it doesn't depend. It's like, yes or no. I would say I would recommend cutting it. Um, you know, I just actually myself went through a breakup, uh, little less than a month ago and we had a beautiful relationship. We had a very amicable, mutual, you know, ending to our relationship. The last thing that we said to each other was, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just were not a good fit. And one of the things that he said to me, you know, when, cause I, you know, I sent him a text and I'm like, you know, I, I really this, that, and the third and kind of stated a, a bunch of things. And I'm like, I, I really can't move any deeper in this with you like this. And one of the things that he said blew my mind and I, I will never forget it. He said, I believe we've gotten to a point where we're both participating in a relationship that neither of us agreed to.
1: Mm.
2: And that is leading us to both make compromises that we don't want to make. Mm. And and so, you know, that kind of, I was like, he is absolutely right. And so when it comes to, you know, ending something that you have decided is not for you, why then are we going to shift into being friends? Because we were friends during our relationship, but our connection did not work for us. So, you know, no matter how beautiful it was, you know, we will have memories that I'll cherish forever, but we don't speak now. And the reason is, you know, once you have those types of feelings, once you have experienced that dynamic with a person, it takes a very, very unique type of individual and it's very uncommon for two people that are that unique to have been in a relationship together so nine times out of ten if you continue that friendship one of them is still hoping that that relationship gets back on track at some point Mm
1: -hmm. they're in that friendship
2: because they're waiting to see
1: and just to add on that um so i i have an affinity for psychology i'm a big fan of psychology and Um, there's a lot of people that suggest that for the sake of moving forward and people struggle with moving forward, right? Some people, it can be years. Yeah. And the thing is that you can make a lot of progress and then you hear a song or you see a picture or you see a story or an online post and that can set you back the progress that you've made of those memories and emotions, not bubbling up and resurfacing. So for people who just think, Oh, well, you know, we only talk occasionally or he's just my social media friend, unless there's a real need to be a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. A lot of people who know about this stuff recommend that you have to cut your ties. Now, obviously there's exceptions, mm -hmm. If there's, you know, a business, you know, that you have or whatever, and you have to communicate, okay, that would be understandable. Or if you have children, that would be understandable. Right. Other than that, now, I'm not saying that you can't be friends at some point, because that also was pointed out that, hey, down the road, you probably can, or at least be, you know, amicable or Facebook Mm -hmm. friends or whatever, but in the present moment that you're trying to move forward and heal, it is not recommended and ideal.
2: Right. I completely agree with that. And, you know, I've, not long after we ended things, I actually made a Facebook post that talked about the fact that even when you don't want a relationship to continue, and even when you have had a healthy relationship with that person, even when, you know, there's not really any uh, grievances in, re- in re- regards to that person or that connection, there are still things that you have to heal from. Mm -hmm. And Mm. I I completely agree with that because, you know, how can you lean on a friend through a process of healing from that friend?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got like experience with that friend.
2: (laughs) Right. And it just. I I don't see it. Like I said, there, I'm not going to say that there's nobody that can or that's capable of that, but finding two people who are capable of that is very, very unlikely. So I completely agree with that. Cutting ties entirely, at least for, you know, initially for a period of time is, is definitely going to be what my recommend, what I would recommend. I can't even get it out.
1: Yeah. And listen, there's a lot of people that agree with that sentiment. So this isn't, you know, crazy yeah. talk. A lot of people that know about this, that do this for a living, whether it be psychologists, therapists, life coach, they all tend to lean that, hey, if you are yeah. for, for the sake of moving forward and not reverting back to some of those emotions coming back to haunt you, you have to get some space.
2: Well, and I've had a couple of different um, clients that I actually had a female client who maintained a friendship with her ex-boyfriend, you know, after they split and come to find out it, it really got her to where she couldn't really move forward because she felt guilty about even talking to other guys and things like that, you know, when she got to where she was ready to date again because she didn't feel like he was completely over the relationship yet. And so out of respect for his feelings because they still, you know, communicated and things like that, she Mm. felt somehow obligated to give him that additional time. And so it sort of impacted her being able to really move forward in her life and do what she felt like she was ready to do. Um, having him in her space. Meanwhile, I had a male client who maintained a friendship with his ex girlfriend and come to find out with her, you know, they get months down the line and he's thinking that, you know, everything is all good. They've been friends for this whole time. It's platonic. And he starts to date somebody gets involved with another woman and she has a complete meltdown. Oh, and wow. tells him how she is still in love with him and you know this whole thing and so you never really know how that friendship is going to impact you it may really really be devastating for that other person or it may really keep you from being able to do what you want to do out of this feeling of obligation to respect their feelings
1: and it could be something that affects you subconsciously but right um Another thing that I do want to touch, and I've seen this a lot, unfortunately like a lot of people, right, who are walking away from toxic or abusive relationships, but still want to maintain some sort of connection or friendship. And I'm like, I, I that, that is, a that, huge, that is to me, huge indication of
2: brokenness. Yeah, huge indication of brokenness.
1: Yeah, that um, to me is is baffling that, hey, this person that purposely brought right. pain and hurt to you and you still want to keep them in this world. And I, I actually had a conversation with someone about this who has been in a relationship like that and who still tried to remain friends with this said individual. Mm-hmm. And she said, think of it like an abusive parent, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you have resentment for them and even, you know, negative feelings. But, but you there's, still, there's
2: still this sense of needing this validation from their presence.
1: Absolutely. And you still have love for them, right? Like even mm-hmm. the piece of shit dad or mom, right. somebody may have, you still have a little ounce of love for them. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, a lot of people get caught up in the time invested in a relationship as well. I-
2: yeah, definitely.
1: But you Like know a what? lot of people feel that, hey, even if it's a crappy relationship or shitty relationship, I still don't want to walk away because it's been four or five years of it. And they're holding on to an image of what yeah, exactly. this person could have been instead of seeing what this person has become or really is that has revealed themselves.
0: Well, you know, most people start out in relationships not ready. If we're really honest, like most of us haven't worked out, mm-hmm. you know, parent connections. Most of us haven't worked out, you know, old hurts from you know young relationships when you got your heart first broken and still right. you know, carrying that stuff into the future relationships or the ones that you're in currently as, as a grown up or whatever. And um, I think a lot of times, um, like you're saying, you know, trying to get the person prepared for what's next by doing that, that inner work. Most people didn't even know what inner work was when they were growing Mm -hmm. up. So, you know, or going to therapy or having a coach or any of those things. So I think a lot of people have wandered, you know, into these relationships unknowingly based on, you know, I'm gravitating to the things that are holes in my life already Mm -hmm. before I even start thinking about uh, relationships Uh, dating relationships anyway. So Kat, um, I think what I, what I'm very curious about just for my own self is, you know, what are signs that you're ready to move forward into a relationship? Like, okay, I've, I've grieved the breakup. You know, I've got my life coach. I got my therapist. What you? what would you say are three solid signs that, you might now be ready to think about putting yourself back in the game?
2: So there are several things that you sort of have to have ironed out with, within yourself. Number one, if you feel like you are in absolute need of a partner, you probably are not ready for a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like there is so much missing from your space because you don't have someone there occupying it, there are things that you need to uncover within yourself so that before you connect with a person and start leeching off of them and being this energy vampire. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Codependent. Um,
2: Can we say that? (laughs) What now? Codependent. Can we say that? (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. You know, instead of trying to, to extract what you need from another person, it's really, really important for you to be full going in. You know, the goal in partnering with someone is not for them to come and fill your empty spaces. It's for them to come and share in your fullness.
1: Mm, I like that. That's a, a great way to kind of put that.
2: Absolutely. And so if you're going into you know, a situation lacking, you probably don't need to be going into that situation. Mm-hmm. There's, there's still some work that you need to do. Um, and did you ask me how, you know, you are ready? I think I'm answering thought- the opposite. It's the opposite, but it still is helpful though. <laughs> okay. you know? But, um, you really want to, make sure, like I said, that there's, there's not a need. So if you are going into a relationship because you are wanting to share, you know, with, with someone else that that's healthy, but if you're going into a relationship because you feel like something is missing, that's probably going to be a toxic connection. Mm -hmm. Um, also, you know, we have these ideas of the purposes that other people serve for us, you know, especially when it comes to gender roles and things like that. And I mean, I have heard some very ridiculous reasons that people want to be in relationships, but, um, you know, if you haven't gotten yourself to a point of stability, you probably don't have any business baiting to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we See people all the time that are, you know, looking for a partner to sort of make their life easier for them. And that's time that you really need to spend again prioritizing yourself and building yourself. Um, it's really difficult to say exactly, you know, these are the things that indicate that you're healthy because the fact of the matter is when you're looking at actions. A lot of things look identical, but some people are coming from a very unhealthy space and some people are, are not, you know, some people you'll see get out of a relationship and get right into another relationship. And both relationships were perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because that person, you know, has taken the time to process, you know, over time and learn and grow. And the thing is, as you sort of go through that, you're going to attract different types of partners as you grow and elevate, because now you're, you're vibrating on a different frequency. Mm-hmm. You know, you, as you elevate, now you're going to attract partners on that level. And in that respect, as you learn and grow through each connection, each connection is going to be sort of better or more healthy than the last. Right. Um, whereas you also have people who go out of one relationship and straight into another one, because they're trying to distract themselves from processing. And of course that's unhealthy. So it, it, It's hard for anybody to know, um, you know, whether that's the case, like I can't tell somebody or, you know, whether they're ready to go into a relationship or not, because I don't know fully what their intentions are. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh I don't know
2: what their motives are. I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's something that's very intrinsic. So, you know, if you're trying to determine for yourself, whether you're ready to be in a relationship, it really comes down to very simply. And I don't even need three things. Are you at peace? Mm. If you aren't currently at peace within yourself, don't take your lack of peace and go poison somebody else's space
1: with it. Oh, wow. But I like on that.
2: top of, on top of that, if that's the space that you're in, then guess what you're going to attract? You're yeah. going to attract somebody that's in that same space. So Where now guess you what? Mm. You get to poison them and they get to poison you. Hmm. So, I mean, it really, to me, boils down to being that simple. If you can't honestly and truthfully say that you are at peace with yourself and that you have established a sense of happiness in your own life, please, please, please take the time to do that. Figure out why you haven't been able to do that. You know, I think that we finally sort of turned this corner in our society where people are very, very encouraging of others to, to seek out help. Um, for their, their mental stability, for their emotional stability, you know, you have Mm -hmm. spiritual counselors. And so there's not this taboo around going and get a, getting a therapist or, you know, having a spiritual advisor or having a life coach. And so using those sort of resources to get you into a healthy space is extremely, extremely responsible, and it's extremely, extremely respectful of your potential partners, because not only do you deserve to have a healthy relationship, but they deserve to be able to be engaged with somebody that is ready to be a good partner. It's not about finding a good partner. You know, people say that there's, there's no good men left. There's no good women left, but what good can a partner be to you if you're not even
1: good to yourself? That part. Ooh, I, I like know. that. You know, that let me ask, let me ask you something. Cause this is something that a couple of things. Um, so I see this often and where people break up for a little bit and then they get back together. Your thoughts on that?
2: Again, it's unless you have, you know, a specific scenario, I don't have any concrete thoughts on that because I have seen couples that, you know, have broken up because they just were not good for each other. They've had other experiences they've learned from, they've grown, and then, you know, they've reconnected later on. They're both in a different space and it works out great. I've mm. also seen couples that have been married and they've gotten divorced and then they have gotten remarried and it has been even worse than it was the first time around and ended up even messier divorce than the first mm. one so it really really depends on like i said it, it, at the beginning of of you know our call here um making sure that you have gotten yourself into a healthy space before you connect regardless of this is somebody that you knew in the past and you're reconnecting or if you're re- or if you're connecting with a new person you've got to make sure that as you connect you are connecting in a state of peace Mm-hmm. I like, and that. I think it just boils down to that. You know, some people the second time around can make it magic, and some people the second time around it's even more toxic than the first time. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean,
1: that is just- that's that's definitely possible. So let's close on this note. So, tell us why you should, why people should consider. Uh, life coaches uh what is the the benefits what is the gains what is the the possibilities that can open up with pursuing your services and your expertise so
2: you know as the as a coach I tell my clients all the time I'm not here to heal you nor am I here to tell you how to heal yourself I'm here to teach you how to love and honor yourself and love and honor will heal you. And so it, it really just boils down to the simple fact that, you know, a coach is here to sort of steer you into being able to develop a healthier mindset, being able to see things with a different perspective, um, being able to turn these toxic beliefs that you have about yourself, about society, about relationships, about other people um, into something that's more healthy and beneficial for you you know if you're going into a relationship and you're like i really want a man but i think that all men are dogs then i mean expectation usually creates reality you are going to attach yourself to somebody that um sort of makes your truth true that's just a subconscious thing that we do and so people wonder why do i keep ending up with the same type of partner and that's why you 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 don't have the tools to figure out how to shift that mindset into a space where you're going to attract and and attach to something different. And so that's what we do as coaches is give you those tools and not only give you the tools, but show you how to use them and how to practically apply them in the connections that you make throughout life. Um, I tell my clients all the time, you know, coaching with me will literally change your entire life. And it's not just about relationships. It's about everything. You know, once you get your mindset together and you see things a certain way and you're, you're able to go into things with peace and with confidence and you have established your own happiness already, you don't have this lack, you don't have this need, everything in your life is going to look different. Everything in your life. It's about reprogramming the way that you process and teaching people how to process in the first place because a lot of people simply don't know how. And a lot of people who do process, process destructively instead of constructively. And so that's what I do is help to reprogram the brain so that you literally automatically process things differently.
1: I love it, Kat. Thank you so much. This is a great conversation, uh, very fruitful, very insightful. Um, We will do this again at some point. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you for bringing your experience and expertise to our podcast. And we'll be in touch. Thank you so much.
2: I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Before you go, before you go, how can people, yeah. find you? we want to make sure uh,
0: people know how to reach you who might be interested after hearing this show.
2: Well, thankfully, nobody has my name, <laughs> so I'm very easy to Google. Um, my name is Kat with a K, so K-A-T, and my last name is Toler, T-O-L-E-R. Uh, my website is com, and I'm Kat J. Toller on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, Twitter. I mean, just you name it, I'm out there.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we always want to make sure when we have our guests come on that um, people uh, – you know,
2: are able to reach out and connect with you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Y'all have a good night. Thanks so much again for having me.
1: Ladies, have a good night. Thank you so much.
2: Bye. All right. Good night, everyone.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the relationship cycle with Jorge and Nelson. Do you have show ideas? Email us at JorgeandNelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or Anchor.fm for more great shows.